Hello, Real Life family and friends. It's Pastor Tim with you today. And I uh, just really want to encourage you with a message about Jesus today. Um, looking in our world, I'm looking around. I'm also experiencing some of the same things I think that you might be in. Just there's been a lot of stress and weariness and heaviness, you know, in our world. And I want to just present as a very simple message to you today about what Jesus offers to us, and that is rest for our souls. And of course, this comes from Matthew chapter 11, uh, verses 28 to 30. And Jesus says to his listeners, he's saying to you and to me, he says, come to me, all who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. He says, take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my, he says, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. This is good news. Uh, this is so appealing because uh, I don't know about you, but uh, for me, I find life oftentimes uh, makes me weary and burdens me. Do you need rest because you've been so busy? Or do you need rest maybe because you've been so stressed? Or do you need rest because there's so much pressure on you, on your daily routine, uh, or the responsibilities that you have? Um, or do you need rest because of just the heavy uh, burden of a broken world that life seems to be piling on you in a sense? You know, maybe there's a bunch of circumstances or issues or challenges that you're facing that's just weighing you down. Like Jesus says, if you're weary or if you're burdened, you know, if you feel like the weight of the world is on your shoulders or if you just feel exhausted or you're just barely holding on, this is the message that God put on my heart to give you today, that Jesus says, come to me. Come to me and you will have rest for your souls. Jesus gives us this good news. And the good news is this. You don't have to do life alone. We're not alone. Jesus says, I will do this life with you. In fact, you will find life when you come to me. And, and you weren't meant to do it alone. I wasn't meant to do it alone. Life can be really hard. Um, life can be really heavy. Uh, and even our own expectations of what we're trying to get out of life sometimes can uh, frustrate us when we don't seem to be meeting those standards. We can be overwhelmed by just what we think we should be doing or what we should be accomplishing. And life throws a lot of stuff at us. You know, if you just think about financial pressures that you might be facing or health challenges or relationship challenges or marital challenges or parenting <laughs> difficulties, right? Uh, or just responsibilities at work or at home uh, or even at church and all the different activities all the different expectations and all the different struggles and problems that come at, come at us. This is what Jesus is talking about. All of this stuff. Because our souls can get heavy. We can get weary. We can get down. We can get exhausted. And He gives us hope. He gives us the opportunity to find peace and rest in the midst of this journey called life. And He is himself the answer. Our souls crave God. Our souls crave him. And in the back of our mind, I think a lot of us are constantly wondering, 
Am I going to be able to keep it all together? You know, and what I'm doing is it even, does it even matter? And, and sometimes we can get just really discouraged in feeling these kinds of things. So we all come to a place in life, I believe, where we realize we can't do this on our own. But thankfully, we see in the scriptures we were never meant to do it on our own. So I got a couple questions for you as we kind of get started with talking about this. And I, I hope this short message today just encourages you and lifts you up and and draws you closer to God and that you actually find some relief and some, some rest, rest for your soul. But here's a couple questions. How often do you feel weary or burdened uh, all the time? Are you living that way all the time or a lot of the time or maybe half and half or uh, not so much or well, hardly ever? Well, where are you at on this scale of weariness and burdenness, you know? The next question I want to ask you is, what do you usually turn to when you are feeling weary or burdened or stressed out? How do you deal with these things? What do you do? What do you try to do um, to find relief? Or how do you cope with these feelings or these circumstances or these pressures in life? What do you tend to do? What, what kind of patterns do you have? Um, without answering that question for you, you know, a lot of, a lot of times our human nature, uh, we, we look for coping mechanisms. You know, do you have coping mechanisms that you've tried to build into your life just to keep surviving? Uh, because Jesus isn't a coping mechanism. He's actually a solution. And there's, there's a big difference, right? Big difference. So we'll talk about how Jesus is our solution, how he actually brings rest to our souls, not just distracts us, uh, not just numbs us out or, you know, kicks the can down the road. He is the solution for our souls. And then the third question I want to ask briefly is, how does that usually work out for you? The solutions or the coping mechanisms or the patterns that you've established to try to make it through these difficult times. And when you're feeling tired, worn out, beat up, overburdened, and, you, and you're trying your own solutions, how does that usually work out for you? Because Jesus is promising us that when we come to him, we will have rest for our souls. So let's talk about our soul. Our soul is pretty much combined with, uh, of our mind, our will, and um, our emotions. Uh, and sometimes in the scriptures, our soul is also being referred to in the Hebrew context of really the core of who we are. So um, it's not just the anatomy of our mind. And it's not just the um, psychological part of our will. And it's not just our emotional feelings and, and uh, those kinds of things. But biblically speaking, um, it's also the entirety of who we are, the core of who we are. Um, so I just want to keep that in mind because we're going to talk about both of those aspects of what our soul is and how our soul craves God. But if we look at the physical part, we have a mind, okay? And a restless mind. When you have a restless mind, um, you can be anxious, worried, confused, deceived, unsettled. And an anxious mind, a worried mind, a confused mind, thoughts and all that could lead to bad decisions, sleepless nights, right? Unhealthy relationships, even physical ailments can come from a mind that's stressed out and and not at peace. 
But a mind at rest is totally different, right? Um, if you think about our mind at rest, be there's peace, there's clarity, there's wisdom, there's truth, uh, results in good decisions, uh, good healthy conflict resolutions with others, positive talk, and a peace at rest is just a beautiful thing. So that's our mind. Our will, what about our will? A restless will could be inconsistent, frustrated, tense, in conflict, uh, wayward, and is often losing the battle of sin versus righteousness, or pride versus humility, or self-living instead of spirit-led living. A restless will, a will in, in conflict, right? But a will at peace is surrendered to God, right? It's, uh, it's winning the battle. Uh, it's maintaining a clean conscience. Uh, and it's enjoying the, the fruitfulness of righteousness, of just being submitted to God. And there's a peace there. What about our emotions? This is probably um, an area that we deal with the most, maybe, is emotional unrest, uh, not being at peace emotionally. And some of the signs of our emotions being out of whack is when we are stressed out or we're worried, we're angry, we're depressed, uh, our hurt could be unresolved, uh, our grief could be uncomforted, our conscience could be causing us to feel guilty or condemning us, uh, the heaviness of life can be overwhelming us, uh, we can feel desperate, alone, powerless, hopeless, we can feel lost at times. All of these are emotional situations that we've had due to circumstances and pressures uh, of life and our own decisions, right? But when we're at, with Jesus, our emotions can be properly filtered and processed and healed. Uh, you know, and the goal is not to be emotionless, uh, but to be emotionally healthy. Uh, emotions are not right or wrong. They are a part of who we are. But um, if they're not properly filtered and understood and dealt with, they can lead to harming us. But when they are properly filtered and are properly uh, handled, then um, they bring health to us. It's healthy to grieve. It's healthy to rejoice. It's healthy to be upset at times, right? The Bible says, be angry, but don't sin in your anger. So you, there's, there's, these are emotions that we have. God has all these emotions too. Uh, so it's not about being emotionless. It's about filtering our emotions through a relationship with Christ so that we are healthy and, and we remain under the, the control of the Spirit of God, not the, not the emotions. So the way that we find rest for our souls is to come to Jesus. First of all, in two different ways. One, we come to Jesus as our Savior. Now, this is really about the bigger picture of our soul. We, our soul, in terms of our entire being, our core of who we are, needs to be saved, right? We need forgiveness of our sins, and we need to be reunited in relationship with God. Nothing else in the human existence, in this all of creation, can satisfy our soul except a personal, meaningful, personal relationship with Jesus Christ. We need to be saved. 
We need to come to Jesus, if you will, to be saved, to make him the Lord of our life and to be forgiven of our sins and our souls will be saved. Our souls, our, our very being, who we are. I often talk about this being our spirit, but in the bigger context of soul, it applies to this. It's who we are. You know, saving souls. You may have heard that phrase before. And, and so our soul craves for God. Who we are, the core of who we are, we are built and created and made to have a relationship with God. And so Jesus is certainly saying to, to people, to his listeners and to you and to me, listen, in life, life is difficult. You're going to get beat down. You're going to be worn out. And if you can't take it anymore, here I am. Come to me and you will find rest for your souls. Your soul is craving a relationship with God. And so thankfully, Jesus offered himself for you and for me to rescue us from our desperate situation, right? Our sin. And uh, Psalm 42.2, the, the psalmist says, My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. Where can I go and meet with God? And so God shows up in Jesus. He shows up and he says, here I am. Come to me, come to me, and you'll find rest for your souls. When he's talking to um, a crowd of people uh, that he just broke bread and fish for and he multiplied the food, he said to the people, I am the bread of life, John 6, 35. I'm the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never go hungry. Whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. So Jesus is given this analogy that our souls, we hunger for God. And he is the very thing that will feed us and bring life to us. A relationship with him, feeding on that relationship with him, metaphorically, you know, as the bread of life, as the living water is what we crave and this is how we come alive. He also said in John 4.10 to a woman at the, at the well, if you remember that story, the Samaritan woman, he said, if you knew the gift of God and who it is that asks you for a drink, you would have asked him and he would have given you living water. Living water, water that once you drink, you will never thirst again. And, and this is our soul. He's talking about our soul, that we need him. And so first and foremost, we are invited by Jesus himself, by God himself, to come to him. Not come to a religion, not uh, follow all these rules. That's not what the invitation was. The invitation was, come to me. God wants you in relationship with him. He made you to be with him. He loves you. He's for you. And he wants you to be with him, in relationship with him, forever, for all eternity. And so that's the good news that Jesus came to give. He gave himself to save us. So you will never find satisfaction in this world apart from a meaningful relationship with Jesus. Your soul craves God. You will never be satisfied until you surrender your whole life to him as Lord and Savior. Do that today if you haven't done that yet. Just say this. Say, Jesus, I'm all yours. I need you. Thank you that you came to save me, to forgive me. I surrender to you. I declare you're my Lord. You're my Savior. Save me. Forgive me. I'm all yours. In your name. Amen. Amen. And we also have this other dimension of, of being saved 
but then dealing with or walking in a world full of pain and disappointments and struggles and pressures and all the stuff that we're so familiar with. And that's our soul of our mind, our will, our emotions, and the, the, the fabric of our being and the interactions that we have with others and the events of life. And Jesus also is offering himself to us to, in the midst of all of this stuff, to still have peace, peace of mind, peace of will, peace of, in our emotions. And so we come to Jesus, not just as our savior, but I wanna to submit to you, we come to Jesus as our shepherd who restores our soul. He can restore my emotions, my will, my mind, my thoughts. And it's a beautiful analogy that Jesus makes in the scriptures as he refers to himself as our good shepherd. John chapter 10, verse 11 to 14, he says, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. The hired hand is not the shepherd. It does not own the sheep. So when he sees the wolf coming, he abandons the sheep and runs away. Then the wolf attacks the flock and scatters it. The man runs away because he is a hired hand and cares nothing for the sheep. But in contrast, Jesus says, I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep and my sheep know me. Do you see that relationship? And he's, he says, I'm the good shepherd. I lay down my life for the sheep. So if he's the shepherd and we're the sheep, let's think about that analogy a little bit. And to do that, let's go to a person who has firsthand knowledge. And that's David. David wrote one of the most beautiful Psalms when we see it in Psalm 23. And David was a shepherd before he was a king. He, had, he spent many, many years of his life and hours of his, of his day shepherding the sheep of his, of his family, of his father. And uh, he had hands-on experience. And so he's having this time where he's reflecting on his role as a shepherd to the sheep that he's cared for and how God is like a shepherd to us. And he says this, the Lord is my shepherd. So David is putting himself in the position of a sheep. And he's saying, the Lord is my shepherd. Because of that, I shall not want. What a beautiful revelation. If I position myself under Jesus as my shepherd, there is this assurance that I'm not going to want for anything. He's going to take care of everything. Man, I hope you had that revelation in your life too. That Jesus is your shepherd. And it's not your striving and your hustle and all your effort that's going to provide everything that you need for your life. It's the shepherd. It's Jesus. That's why we come to Jesus. We come to Jesus as a Savior. He saves us. But we come to Jesus as a shepherd, and He shepherds us. And what does a shepherd do? Takes care of every need that we have. We trust in, as a sheep, our position is to trust in our shepherd, to follow our shepherd, to be near our shepherd, to come to our shepherd. You see how powerful this analogy is? He goes on to say, my shepherd, he makes me lie down in green pastures. And green pastures is, is a picture of all the food and provision that a sheep would need. 
So my shepherd leads me. He lays me down in a... He takes care of all my provisions. Look at this. I'm in a green pasture. He's brought me to this place where he's provided for me. He leads me beside quiet water. So I had the food. I had the waters. I have everything that I need for my, for my life. And he goes on to say, he restores my soul. He restores my soul. David has seen how God as his shepherd or Jesus as his shepherd ministers to him and restores his soul, restores his emotions, restores his will, restores his mind. It's just awesome. He guides me in paths of righteousness for his namesake. And so we, as we follow Jesus, he is guiding our footsteps away from waywardness, away from wickedness, but into a path of righteousness where there is fruitfulness and there is a, there's a path of obedience that results in fruitfulness in our lives and the blessing and the favor of God. And he says, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Do you see that? This is a relationship. David's like, you're with me. I'm with you. You're near me. The shepherd is always around his sheep. And the sheep are always gathering around their shepherd. And so Jesus has come to me, and we come to Jesus. And because that in the midst of a crazy life, a fallen world, uh, the valley of the shadow of death, even there, I won't fear evil. Why? Because I'm not alone. Jesus is with me. He is with you. He's with you no matter what's going on. He is with you. Come to him. Uh, remind yourself that he's near you. He's with you. And fear will drain away. Why? Because he says, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. They will save me, rescue me out of a, a hole that I fall into. The same rod that rescues me is the same rod that will protect me from a prey, a predator, a lion, a bear, an enemy that's trying to take me out. Because he's with me, I'm with him, he's protecting me, he's protecting me always, and he's taking care of me. And he says, you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. And, and even though we are in a difficult you know, life uh, that we live, when we are with Jesus, He is providing for us, protecting us, and even giving us a banquet, right? The blessings of God are still with us, even though we might see around us the chaos of a fallen world. And He says, You anoint my head with oil, my cup overflows. The blessings of God, everything that we need. Surely goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. So I just want to just encourage you and give you this simple challenge. It's a challenge I've given before. I just want to give it again because I feel like right now a lot of people are feeling weary. A lot of people are feeling burdened. And if you're weary, if you're burdened, it's, I know it's a simple message, but it is so profound. Jesus says, come to me. My challenge to you is come to Jesus daily. Come to Jesus daily. Just renew your daily pursuit of time in the presence of God. That's what your soul craves. We're so busy. We have so much activity. 
so much pre- so many so, so many th- responsibilities and so much pressure on us to do all of these things but in the midst of all that we we need to pursue and take a time out and put ourselves in the presence of Jesus that's what your soul craves that's what you need is to come to Jesus come to Jesus this isn't about uh, what I need to do it's more about you know who I need to be with and being with Jesus causes us to be like Jesus and so you need to Pursue Jesus. You need to be with Jesus just like a sheep would be close to the shepherd so that you can enjoy just the peace and the rest that God has for you even in the midst of your your journey here in life. The challenge is to come to Jesus every day to engage in the Bible, into the scriptures, um, to engage in conversation with, with Him in prayer, to be thankful for and, and to realize, taking a time out to reflect and meditate on, on who God is in your life and we're, we're, how He's at work even today and what you're thankful for and to worship Him, to praise Him, to talk to Him, to, to dump problems on Him, to ask for wisdom, to, to just be with Him and to engage in the Scriptures, to engage in conversation, to engage in worship and prayer. And that might... That just might be a little window of time, but do that. Build on that. Come to Jesus. Come to Jesus. That's the challenge. Maybe you used to do that uh, and straight away and got too busy. Well, return to Jesus. You need, your soul craves God. Your, Your soul needs time in the presence of God, in the Word of God, worshiping, talking to Him, listening to Him, giving thanks to Him, worshiping Him. Your soul craves God. So come to Jesus. And I want to just finish with a silly, uh, simple example and silly. Um, I have a shop back. It's a, one of my <laughs> most used, I guess, tools, if you want to call it a tool. And in my shop back, I use it a lot because I'm always doing uh, construction and projects and making a mess and so in my shop vac um, sometimes the filter I have this filter in my shop vac that just gets really clogged up and after a while of using it I can tell because it's not working as well it's like uh, it's not sucking uh, as hard it's not pulling some things up that normally it would and I and I and I begin to hear the engine or the motor running a little bit harder and I can tell that it needs some care that the filter needs to be cleaned out and I often think about my soul and your soul like this kind of like a shop vac like you know we're out here and we're loving God we're serving God and we're we go we got a job and we got a marriage we got kids and we got responsibilities and we're doing this we're running over here and we're trying to do all this stuff and And we're out in this world and we're doing the best we can, but then stuff starts to kind of pile on us and we kind of get cluttered (laughs) with some pressures or cluttered with some hurt or someone disappoints us or 
the, the heaviness of, of the load that we have or the list of things we're trying to get done starts to weigh on us or we get weary and we get tired and our engine starts to struggle because we're getting clogged up. Anybody witness uh, <laughs> what I'm talking about? Have you experienced that before? And our soul is like the inside of a shop vac. It needs to be cared for. And what I believe as I take time to come into the presence of God every day, it's like that for me. It's like um, I open up my shop vac, I take the filter out, and I bang it, and I shake it, and I get all the stuff, all the dust, all the crud, all the fluff off of that filter. And then I take all the debris that's inside the canister, and it's heavy, and I've been dragging it around, and I empty it all out, just get it all out. And now all of a sudden, it's a lot lighter, and the filter is cleaner, and it can breathe. Now I put that filter back on that shop back, and that thing is ready to go. The engine begins to purr, right? All the power is restored, it's strong, it's refreshed, it's renewed, it's not burdened down, it's not laden down, it's not clogged up. And I feel like that's what happens in a sense when we come to Jesus. When we are spending time in His presence and we just take to God our, our hurts of the day or the burdens of our, of our life or the struggles that we're feeling or... Uh, you know, the, the difficulty of maybe something going on in our marriage or with our kids or at our work or some things that we failed in and we're hurting and we're disappointed or we're feeling the weight of that. And we take that into the presence of God and we just let Him take that away. We let Him shake off the crud that doesn't belong to us. We let Him clean us, clean us comfort us dump all the load out of, of, our, of our soul, and just, it's like a cleansing and a freeing and a refreshing. Ah, and then we can breathe again. Then we're lighter. We've cast off these things of the world and the hurts of the day and the pressures that started to come upon us. And we give those things back to Him. He takes those things away. Do you see what I'm saying? And sometimes there's more serious things that happen with my shop back. <laughs> Not sometimes, often. And I'll be so aggressive in trying to uh, suck something up that I take too much at once and it actually clogs up the, the tube. And it actually shuts the thing down. The machine, the, the, the volume of the, of the motor just starts to scream at me really loud because it's it can't even hardly suck anything because it's totally clogged up and that that's a more serious serious situation you know so then I have to turn it off and then I have to really work hard at getting out whatever is clogged up and blocked or bound up the actual tube of the shop back this is different than the filter this was a big piece or no, several pieces that just got lodged in there. And sometimes we have these moments in our life where something just really hits us hard, really shuts us down. We can get really angry. We can get really frustrated. We can be, get really hurt. We can be uh, immobilized emotionally or mentally uh, because of something that happens or something we do. And, and that's when we also come to Jesus, right? 
and he helps us break free of that bondage, of that blockage, of that pain, and of that trauma, so that we can be free from that, and we can get back into being alive and being who He made us to be. But honestly, sometimes we're living through life because we're not coming to Jesus and we're coping with these problems. We might be severely clogged up. We might even have a major blockage going on of offense or hurt or pain. And these things don't go away. I could keep doing, turning my shot back on and off, on and off, you know, for, for hours. But if I don't get in there and dig out the problem, it's just not going to go away. It's not going to fix itself. It can't. It needs an outside source to help it. And so on the shop vac, I look on the outside and you don't see the filter. You don't see what's inside the tube, but it could be completely clogged up and not functioning at all. Or it could be only, you know, operating at, let's say, 50% capacity because it needs the cleaning, it needs cleansing, it needs some, some maintenance. And you and I, we can be like that too on the outside. We can look fine, but we know that it's what's on the inside that's really affecting our outside. And so I just want to challenge you. Jesus wants to care for your soul. He can restore your soul. He can set you free from the things that are trying to weigh you down, harm you, bind you, clog you up, depress you. Um, but we need to come to Him. We need to come into His presence. We need to bear our soul. We need to open up the inside and let Him cleanse us. Let Him uh, free us. Let Him love us. Let Him, let, let's just be in His presence. And I, I can't tell you what that's going to look like until you do it because it's, it's, uh, it's personal. And Jesus wants to spend time with you and He will speak to you and He will help you filter things and help you be cleansed of things. And He will breathe life into you and your soul will find rest and peace. And so I challenge you uh, to do that. Jesus wants to heal your soul. He's the only one who can restore your soul. He wants to recalibrate your soul. He wants to give you rest. So let's pray together. And whatever it is right now that might be weighing you down or that if you're feeling weary and tired, would you just join me in this prayer and let's just start that coming to Jesus right now? Lord Jesus, we come to you right now according to the promise that you've given us. And we're so thankful that you have a solution and that you are our solution lord when we get weary burdened hurt when we're just lonely or depressed or our emotions are out of whack or our mind is running wild or our will is just going rogue or just the overall experience of life is just piling on us and we don't know what to do lord today right now we just come to you we come to you because you say you are the answer, you are the bread of life, you are the living water, and you are the way that we can have rest for our souls. So Lord, for my friend, I pray that you just help my friend come to you to begin to renew um, a daily time with you. 
where you can cleanse us and speak to us and heal us and comfort us and correct us and, and, uh, and, and just bring our souls back into order and back into alignment. Lord, even now, we just cast off the weights of this world. Lord, we ask for your healing, for your comfort, for your love, for your nearness to us today. God, we would be reminded of how much you love us, that you are our good shepherd, Jesus, that you are near to us, that you protect us, you will lead us, you will guide us, you forgive us, you cleanse us, you even correct us and lead us on paths of righteousness. So God, Jesus, be that good shepherd to my friend today and to me today. We need you. Our souls, we thirst for you, God. We thirst for you, Jesus. May you just fill our souls with fresh hope and life, freedom and abundance. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. I just really want to encourage you every day this week, take time, no matter how busy you are, no matter what's going on, take time to feed yourself spiritually on Jesus. Get into his presence. Talk to him about your day. Be cleansed every day. Be washed. Be emptied out every day from the stuff that is piled on you, uh, from the burdens that came upon you. Be refreshed and be built up by getting into his presence. Come to Jesus. Remember that. Come to Jesus. When your, your soul is hungry and thirsty or stressed or overburdened or overwhelmed, come to Jesus. He is the answer that you seek. His presence is what your soul craves. So now the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. And the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace, give you rest in him and in his name. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Have a great day.